are live here with the Painless Wholesaling Podcast. If you guys don't know, we've tried this three times already, and uh, technical there's technical difficulties sometimes, but I'm glad to have the Denmarks here. What's going on, guys? What's up, Nathan? Hey, Nathan. Thank you for having us. That sounds crystal clear to me. It sounds good, guys. I'm glad we we figured it out. Well, um, so everybody, if if you don't know the Denmarks, we we originally met in the uh, Coaching Inc. program. We were with Tom. We we're in with Tom Kroll, and I have invited them onto the Painless Wholesaling Podcast, where we try to make wholesaling and real estate investing painless for people because it can be painful. I'm sure you all, the Denmarks, have some stories about how painful real estate can be. But our goal is to make it painless because I'm Nathan Payne. That's my goal in life is to make things easier for people, especially in real estate. So let's talk about, let's talk about you guys. So give me a 30 second intro. There's both of you here for people that are listening to this on the podcast. They don't see, but it looks like you look very comfortable being together on on a podcast, uh, you know, a little interview form. Well, my name is Ashley Denmark. I'm Antonio Denmark. We've been investing in real estate since April of 2009. We've done everything there is to do when it comes to real estate, except for purchasing multi-units and commercial deals. But subject to's, to owner financing, to lease options, fix and flip, wholesaling, we've done it all. Wow. Well, how come not multifamily yet? You just haven't decided you want to do that yet? Or what, what what's going on with that? I, I, I'll take the blame for okay. that. Uh, we found our niche in, in residential mm-hmm. and we're just diving deep into it instead of expanding and looking at shiny objects. Wow. I like it because that's so true. I just got off a call with uh, uh, one of my guys that I work with with VAs and he's like, look, there's so many different rabbit holes you can get into or you can just go you know you can just have shiny object object syndrome in real estate but it sounds like i mean you you stuck in your single family niche that's very impressive yes now i've been trying to get out but antonio <laughs> likes to keep me focused do you think that's a good thing that's a good thing that's a okay. good thing so tell me about it so since 2009 you said right since 2009 does it feel like it's been that long absolutely not it doesn't and and for us we kind of got two careers mm-hmm. when it comes to real estate. So like the first six years, we were just buying low-end rentals mm-hmm. and rehabbing them. I was rehabbing them myself, actually. And Ashley was helping sometime, but she had a corporate job. She worked at Regions. Okay. But from 2015, mm-hmm. she got laid off. Well, okay. I got laid off in 16, but we started our first split in 2015. Were you worried when you got laid off? Were you really concerned or not really? All right. So, Nathan, this was my first year. 2016 was my first year um, fasting. I had never fasted before in my life. And it was the first of January. And I was fasting. My pastor kept saying, like, every morning when we would pray, ask mm-hmm. God to open doors for you that no man can close and close doors that no man can open. Mm-hmm. And it was probably, like, day 13 of the fast. They called all the corporate leaders into an office and they they had the org chart up and a lot of positions didn't have names and then there were a few that actually had names okay my position was one of them that didn't have a name oh, man. Um, and it combined my two team leaders so i had two managers that worked under me it combined all three of our roles into one they told to save the bank 300 million in three years and my position was really on the chopping board I called Antonio and told him, listen, it's a good possibility they're about to lay me off. And he said, well, can you volunteer? (laughs) 
And I was like, you have to be insane. I'm not volunteering. Like they have to call me because I'm not volunteering. When I, before I was able to hang up with him, Mm -hmm. I was getting an instant message from human resources telling me to come down. Oh no. So to answer your question, no, we were, I wasn't scared. He wasn't scared. I I, I didn't want real estate full time. I I didn't. I I felt like if, if we could do enough deals in real estate, we shouldn't be in. So this the time. Let's go. Let's give it everything we got. Ain't no plan B. There's no plan B. Plan A is real estate. Plan B is to make real estate work. Wow. And you're you're like, burn the bridges. Let's go. Who cares? Let's go. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm curious. You, you said you didn't want to get into real estate. Is that right? I didn't want to go full time into real estate. It was okay for me as a side hustle. It was okay for me just doing it for fun. Mm -hmm. But when it became an obligation, I was nervous. I was scared because I grew up where having a corporate job was like legendary. I was the assistant vice president in my area. So I had a title, even though that title really didn't mean anything. Looking Mm -hmm. back, it meant so much to me mentally. And I was, I was just mentally there. So like you put a lot, it seems like from what you're saying, you put a lot of, uh, you know, a lot on having that, that title. You're saying like, you felt really good about having that. that I position. felt secure. Yeah. Do you feel I more secure? How do you feel now? Now, now that you're it's 2022, do you feel more secure in your business now than when back in the day, looking back? I know that there's nothing I can't do to generate income. Wow. And that, my kids don't have to worry about someone else controlling our future, controlling what we do, controlling how they live, because we're ultimately in control. So tell me about that. You you came from a corporate job to now you are in charge of, you know, your your future, what you make. Is that uh is that weird for you now to say that? Like growing up and thinking you had to it needed a secure job? It's weird now that I'm talking back listening to it but that's a norm it is it wasn't weird for me i've always been an entrepreneurial ish type of person <laughs> i was the candy guy uh i was the guy club promoter so i've always been that type of guy mm-hmm. so i would say putting that and being the leader i wasn't scared and honestly she followed my lead I love it. I love it. That's why you're together, right? You get to help each other out. And the reason why I asked you that a little bit more in depth, I have a lot of friends that are, are want the more secure route. So they, they've, they've had a job. And while I've had this one job doing wholesaling and real estate investing, I've had a buddy who wanted to secure out and he's had like five different jobs. It's just because every job that he's had, you know, they, they lay off. And it's when you're in sales, I think specifically in a sales position with tech companies and stuff, they'll chop you down like that. They don't, they, there's no loyalty in my opinion for them to, to the employees. And man, I will second that to the utmost. My mom went through it. She mm-hmm. worked the job for 20 plus years. And just one day it was, they laid her off. And as a young person growing up, it didn't affect me directly, but indirectly, I seen the results of it. And I always told myself, I did not want anybody else to control my future. Wow, that's awesome. So what are you doing now? What What does your business look like now? And, um, and 
what you're doing right now at this at this time. So now we're ex flippers, which means um it's really simple. We buy a property, we bird, and then our exit strategy is putting a lease option tenant buyer in there, and we help them go from renting to owning within six months to a year. So we'll break it down a little bit because she was kind of hot. So yeah. we bird, and what bird stands for is we buy the property, we rehab the property, we rent the property, we refinance property and we repeat the process, ideally pulling our down payment out on the refinance. And when we disposition the property, AKA sell the property, we are putting a lease option tenant in the property. And that lease option tenant gives us a non-refundable option fee up front, and we help them buy the house that they're in through traditional financing. Have you found that selling it on a lease option is better in your opinion than selling it on a creative financing? Like doing seller financing. Well, you would have to do subject too, right? Cause you have a, a, a mortgage on the property. Yes. So tell me so about that. It's better because for one, there's no realtor fees involved. They're living in the property. So probably nine out of 10 of them don't require an inspection because you've already, you already discussed or know what's wrong. If there's anything wrong, there shouldn't be much wrong because you just rehab the property. You are saving when it comes to short-term capital gains because you actually hold the property longer and you can depreciate some things. So your win bucket as far as what you're netting is a lot higher than most things. And then you're getting paid within six months to a year versus an owner finance when you're doing that mortgage for 30 years, 15 years. No, you're getting them ready to either go FHA or conventional and you're paid immediately once they qualify. Yeah. So, and you probably wouldn't want to sell to them on a, like a owner financing or subject to or whatever, because you guys have more control of the asset as well. When you sell like that, then you got to foreclose on them if they don't. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that is one of the biggest things compared to lease option and subject twos is the equitable interest and a lease option. We keep control of the property. We keep control of mostly everything that's going on. So when it's if they don't execute on their end, we have to evict. We don't do a foreclosure. Way and easier. If you know anything about foreclosures versus evictions? It's a lot cheaper, faster, and it's a lot easier. You have a lot of uh, the potential buyers that are like, well, they want to control more. They want to buy it instead of a lease option. Do you have a lot of people that like are, are like, well, if I'm going to give money, I want to do that, or, or not really? We don't because everyone pretty much knows that that's our niche. That's what we do. And like everything is laid out on exactly what that process looks like before they get And they know that they're competing against other people that want this house. So being that there's such a large buyer pool, it's really no room for negotiations. What's the typical down payment you get on a lease option? So our typical down payment is $5,000, but it really depends on the price of the house. Okay. Um, I can tell you the largest physical down payment we received was $40,000. Great job. And the largest overall was $10,000 in a house. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. So when you're getting these properties, are you closing on them with traditional financing and then having a refinance? Or are you doing subject to, are you doing creative deals where you're refinancing out of them? Like how do you acquire your deals mostly? mostly? We do both. I was going to say all of the above. <laughs> we do both. However, we do, both. we do more hard money financing than we do the subject to, or even a lease option from a seller financing. So you do a lease option and refinance out of that. 
Well, we'll do a lease option. We'll do that. If we did it a lease option way, we'll do it for five years. We'll put a lease option tenant buyer in there and we will basically help them buy it before that five years. Got it. Without okay. having to refinance. So you do a lease option and put another, you'll lease it to someone else and then make sure that they can refinance out of it. Make sure that whoever you're doing a lease option with, maybe not have to put any down and then you collect it down. Yeah. So you're doing lease options. That's sweet. Okay. Yes. Is this nationwide just in one state? How, how, how are you doing this? Right now, it's in Alabama doing it. You said, sorry, one more time, Alabama. Was that just Alabama? Right now, we're currently doing it in Alabama. Um, but we have some coaching students that are doing it in Detroit um, and that are doing it in Florida. How do you find, you, I like this because I actually have some properties I've actually had to refinance out of because they weren't selling as flips. And I'm selling them, uh, well, renting them, right? But uh, how, how do you find the lease options the people that are willing to put something down versus someone that just wants to rent it. So Zillow is probably one of our biggest Facebook marketplace. Um, Craigslist people are still on Craigslist as crazy as, as that is apartments.com. Right. Those are our main sources of finding leads as well as just word of mouth. Word of mouth. And, and one thing I would say is that that is who we are. That is what we do. That is what we so we don't do regular rentals period you can't rent a house from us. the only thing you can do is a lease option so that is in, in all of our marketing that is in all of our advertising so let me ask you this so when you put the listings up do you, does it just say lease option like lease to own is that it it says okay. lease to own and then it'll have the description what it entails and that it's a non-refundable deposit. It gives all of the information so that there's no guessing on exactly what it is that they're getting into. If someone's willing to put down 510 and they maybe have bad credit or their, their record doesn't look as good, do you are you like, hey, if they have money, let's do it? Or do you have to, they have to qualify to a certain extent? So we've developed a tenant buyer calculator and that calculator tells us basically when they'll be able to buy. So mm -hmm. it basically takes their debt. It takes where their credit score is, how much they have in collections, how much their DTI is, and it calculates how soon they'll be able to buy. And then we create plans for each of our tenant buyers so that there's no guessing on exactly what they need to do. Most mm -hmm. of our tenant buyers are credit challenged or they need to learn how to save. So we create that plan to take them, whether it's from a 540 to a 660, or it's from a 500 to whatever those steps need to be is what they learn during the process. Yeah. So that seems like you're also checking to see if they'll qualify, right? You're not going to take someone that's like, yes. oh, this dude will never qualify. Yes. That, that's a big part of what we do. Um, and lease options, they kind of have a bad stick because the tenants don't buy. But because we screen our tenants good on the front end, we're not looking for long-term lease option tenants. We are looking for six months to a year. Wow. That way there's less room for error. It's precise, it's quick, and we can get in and out. I like that too, because you know if, they, if they're struggling with saving money, if you do like a five-year lease option, they might lose their steam. But if it's like six months or a year, they probably can do it. Yep. They definitely can. I like it. So do you, what do you, do you guys get like double dip on when you uh, refinance them or when they, they refinance you out or they get the loan? 
so when we refinance, we typically get back our down payment. So we get back our down payment so we can do it again. And then when the tenant buys, we just get the difference between what our refinance was, how much we owe and the sales price. Right. No, but I mean, do you like when they go get a mortgage, when they qualify, do you double dip on that? Do you get money from the mortgage lender that got them the loan? No, we don't double dip on that. We're actually... We're not the realtors on the loan, so we don't double dip on it. That would that would be cool though, right? Like I'm sure you guys have thought about like getting a relationship with someone that can do the mortgage for them and then paying you out. So we have someone on our staff that is the realtor for those houses, and they get to get that commission for it. But see, when I guess when when our tenants buy, they're not refinancing; they are buying, just like a traditional buyer is. So if our mortgage is a hundred and they're buying for 150, that 50,000 is our spread. So there is, right. and it's that 150 is for them. But don't they need to be able, if I understand this correctly, so they're basically leasing the home until they are able to qualify for a mortgage, right? So they have mm -hmm. to actually put their mortgage. So I'm just wondering, like that mortgage lender that's giving them the loan, he's making 3% of the mortgage, right? That they, he's giving them. I was just wondering if you're able to make money off of that as well. We don't typically make money off of it because the relationship we have with our main mortgage broker, he does a lot of work on the front end for us. So before they can move into the house, he checks them. And okay. there's really no compensation for that part. So we don't force our tenants to go with him, but a lot of them go with him because the plan is based off what he sees. So okay. if we follow his plan, we give him all that back in because he trusted us on the frame. Got it. Okay. That does he work together? He helps you make sure, hey, this is a good someone to put in there. Yeah. I'll help them once they need. So you guys are giving him a lot of business. That's oh, a lot. He loves us. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. Cause I was just thinking in my mind, I'm like, hey man, well, I'm sure you guys could start your own mortgage company if you wanted or something like that. Like if with all the business you're probably giving them. Yeah, that's a shiny object, Nathan. Stay away from <laughs> it. Gosh, you're right. See, that's how my mind is. I'm like, that sounds like a good business. <laughs> you guys are staying in that lane. I love it. I love it. Well, hey, look, we got to wrap up. I we, I did have more time set up for this because, but, you know, technical difficulties cut us down. But I do want to know about an event you're doing. Can you tell me about that before we wrap up? Absolutely. So we're having the Simple Sexy Flipping Conference, January 27th and 28th. It's going to be in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, you can get the tickets off of Eventbrite if you just put the Simple Sexy Flipping Conference. But it's designed to help investors who are looking to invest learn how to find the deal, how to fund the deal, um, how to do deals without using any of their own money, how to rehab the deal, and then how to make money a minimum three ways on the deal. So the three ways that we teach on making money is making money from that option fee, making money that the tenant buyer gives, making money from cash flow, and then making money from the ultimate sale of the property, which usually generates about two times to three times more than you'll ever get on a simple flip. So it's wow. the old school flip method turned upside down so that it works in an in an upside down market, in a recession, it's basically a recession proof plan for flipping. Sounds sexy. I like it. It's sexy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> 
Well, hey, everybody, how can the Denmarks, how can they reach out? How can the uh, Painless Wholesaling Nation, Investor Drive Nation, reach out to you if they need anything? So we're on Instagram, the Denmarks. We're on Facebook, the Denmarks. Um, YouTube, the Denmarks. Just reach out to us on any of those platforms, and we'll be happy to help and assist. Whatever questions you have, like, don't hesitate to ask us. Our phone number is 205 201 Is that the right? No, you said that totally. I said it backwards. <laughs> I put two numbers in one. Oh my God. 205 990 2018. There you go. I love it. All right. Well, hey, I'm sure we'll be in communications more as we network together and Tom's group. And it's a pleasure having you on here. It was a pleasure being on. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Have a great day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes. See ya. Bye.